podcast. I am here with retired command sergeant Donnell John, who is the CEO and owner of Veterans Growing America, and also the co-host of this podcast. And we have today Miss Tanya Ford, retired major, U.S. Army, and also the owner of Revive Beauty. Welcome to the show, young lady. Thank you for having me. So tell me, I like to jump right in. Tell me, uh, how did you get involved with Veterans Growing America and what did that do for you? <laughs> I like that response. Yeah, I love it. I love it. Oh, a beautiful woman that is having a change of response that had a change of responsibility today. Uh, CW5 Ernestine Epps, Delaware National Guard, and she made history. Thank you, family. Um, she worked with Mr. Johns and in knowing me and what I wanted to do with the Revive Beauty, my custom-made wig business, she said, hey, there's someone I need to introduce you to. And he owns Veterans Growing America. Ironically, I had seen them before on social media and looked to the left, looked to the right, followed a little bit. But with them being in the on the East Coast in the DMV area, I was like, it's not like I can really participate. But then again, it kind of is. My sister lives in Silver Springs, Maryland, and I'm out there as frequently as she will have me. And so I was like, okay. So my cousin introduced us and it was uh, all game over for me saying what I wanted to do with the business and that I needed a mentor and I was looking for inspiration because it dropped in my lap. And not short after that, we had a phone call that went well. And then I started actively following um, Danielle. What was important, I'm not gonna cry, I'm not gonna cry. What was important is that I was on the edge. <laughs> it was five years of retirement, but retirement was with chronic depression and I hide it and hid it very well. And I had been suicidal and I had no inspiration. I had dreams. I could fix other people, but I'd come home and be just out of it. Mm -hmm. And I'd been diagnosed with lupus, which is why I had to retire. And I was diagnosed with epilepsy. And so I was just fighting myself and fighting my health. And uh, Chief Epps <laughs> was like, I have the perfect introduction for you. Veterans Growing America is amazing. And I'm sitting here like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> it has been. And I think it was like three meetings into it. I had uh, told Donnell personally that he saved my life. She saved my life. He saved my life. I'm, Looking into my business, I found purpose, inspiration, mentorship. I, I love their slogan, <laughs> in business by for yourself, but not by yourself. And that is the truth. You know, I feel even being here in San Antonio, Texas, I feel a part of the family. I feel like I learned something from every connection. I'm actually actively in the cohort, cohort program. 
and it's just it's just a bunch of veteran inspiration. So because of Chief Epps, I am blessed to be here today and I'm blessed to have found my new inspiration. And thank you, Veterans Growing America. Wait, I did that without crying. Mm, mm, mm. No, that was, uh, thank you for sharing that because you're going to have me crying over here, you know, because we, we often tell people that, in fact, what we do is we turn passion and the purpose, purpose and the prosperity, you know, through entrepreneurship. But could you tell me a little bit about your military background and experience? Ooh, enlistment 1998 as a food inspector uh, out of Las Vegas. I took a semester out of college, joined the army, and then came back to Las Vegas and was in 6252 Hospital Section 2. Great time, great leadership. I was able to use my food inspection skills like I was delivering Deliver Me from Eva. Have you ever seen that movie? <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes. Yes, my, the University of Nevada, Las Vegas just let me blossom. Um, and in 1998, they returned the ROTC program back to the campus. It had left after downsizing. And so there was about five of us in the program to restart. And I was the first African-American woman in this new class and this new, now that it's returned to the, to the campus to graduate from the program and be commissioned as a field artillery officer. I served 20 fabulous years. Most of my time was in army recruiting, the best job ever. I, I was a recruiting company commander in Houston, uh, executive officer in Denver Battalion, and um, enjoyed every bit of it. So when I transitioned from field artillery to signal, I had signal time in, in 401 CAV and in different units, but my heart and my passion was always in recruiting. I, I loved living the life, being the poster child, and um, growing America's army. So that was enlistment in 98, commission in 2001, retired in 2018 due to finding out I was allergic to the sun. I would uh, have second and third degree burns, not knowing why. And then a friend that followed me on Facebook and worked in dermatology <laughs> called me in and we had some tests ran and the biopsy came back positive for lupus. Mm. And so couldn't remain in the army, but a blessing as I had made it to retirement. And so I retired out of Fort Cavazzo when it was Fort Hood and remained out there for five, five interesting years. But um, had I not been diagnosed with lupus, if they would have let me stay with lupus and just not be in the sun, uh, like in recruiting somewhere, <laughs> I could have done 40, 50 years. I, I believe in the Army story. It changed my life. It, uh, I'm an Army brat. And uh, I would walk somebody into a recruiting station now. Love it, love it. Yeah, that's amazing. And so can you tell me a little bit about how your military training and experience um, influenced your journey into entrepreneurship? How what influenced it? 
how your journey through your military career influenced your entrepreneurship? Oh, yeah. Um, while in the military, I, uh, in recruiting command, I got really, really, really sick to find out that I had fibroids. And so I had to have surgery and the surgery went bad because I had internal bleeding and became septic. So when you become septic, if there's anything wrong with you, it gets worse. <laughs> and so hearing got worse, sight got worse. Signs that I wasn't catching was my hair was falling out. Um, so went in, had that experience was hiding with things and not understanding why my beautiful shoulder length hair is falling out. So I started making myself custom wigs and doing stuff then. Well, fast forward, I keep going, I'm hiding things, I'm showing up, but not knowing I'm sick and that I actually have lupus and I'm continuing to lose my hair. I'm sick in Afghanistan, I'm sick in El Paso. And then when I found out that it was actually lupus along with alopecia, I started focusing on myself differently. Well, lupus took my career away in the military, but it gave me my business because I then started making custom wigs for myself and donating wigs to women that I knew or didn't know. Someone would have a friend, I'd be like, oh, I would love to donate a wig. Let me make a wig for him. Oh, you like this one? Yeah. And so my passion started to unfold. And um, again, being challenged by friends and family. Why are you doing all of this? You ever thought about doing a business? You keep giving things away. And I said, oh, it would fund what I give away because it costs money to put wigs together. And um, I had actually been seeing my therapist, a psychologist, and I had a whole breakdown in her office. And it was just like, oh, I'm spending $3,000 a year minimum. It's, I'm terrified. She says, I could put you in for a prescription. A prescription for what? I've already got a bunch of prescriptions. She said, for a wig. Right? You can give me a prescription from a wig? For a wig. Yes, you just have to go to a VA certified vendor. You just can't go out in the streets and go to, you know, JoJo's Hair Shack. And so I was like, okay. And in learning the process, it was always in the back of my mind, if this is what can be done for me, I can give back to veterans because I lost that. I, I lost it when my career was taken away from me. So I said, okay not going to be a battalion commander in recruiting, not going to do this, you know, not going to be a G6, but I can be a battalion of brigade commander over my own company. Mm. <laughs> and so I started building the thought process like a mission. And, you know, I was slowly making advancements until I was called out by Chief X to move forward <laughs> and stop standing there. So um, the pain turned into purpose and it gives me back to work with veterans again. So I, I can work with any insurance company and with retail people. I have no desire. I, I have a desire to take care of women like me that 
served the country, have served the country, um, that didn't know that customization was available as a prescription. No, that's amazing. And so you kind of answered our, our third question and you dug in a little bit into the next one about the uniqueness of your uh, business. But can you tell us a little bit about what a cranial prosthetic is and then how does that uh, work into your business? So a cranial prosthetic is when it is a medical prescribed wig. A regular wig off the off a retail shelf is not a cranial prosthetic because it's for retail or um, regular situations for everyday Joes and Smoes. But with a cranial prosthetic, it's used because the individual has a medical diagnosis of hair loss, whether it's lupus, cancer, alopecia, and there's a lift of, list of other medical diagnoses. But when it's labeled cranial prosthesis, it's for medical purposes. Wow. I have this question for you and, and answer it the best way that you can. You know, what challenges did you face in transitioning from the military that is helping you in the business world? Transitions I faced in the military that helped me in the business world? Yes. And um, I love the military transition in missions. Uh, yeah. I pull from war fighters. I pull from FTX planning. <laughs> I, plan, I pull from command and staff in my own company, calling my old uh, combo chief when I need some inspiration. And I turn around and put that with my business. Literally, I... The, <laughs> Behind the computer, I have the little gray, e the easel board <laughs> with phases. And I pulled from recruiting. I look at something and be like, what's the ROI? So I, I, well, I <laughs> right. From going to the CV, or is it going to cost me money? And I don't have an advertising budget. You know, I used to run the APNA <laughs> in mm -hmm. recruiting, uh, you know, public affairs. I don't have that no more. Now that's me. <laughs> But you know what I have done? And thank you, Ms. Krista. I, when I didn't know what to do, I called Houston Recruiting Battalion. <laughs> APNA was like, I need to do this little file, not sure. She walked me right through it. Now, mind you, my change of command from them was like in 2012. <laughs> but I stay involved with that staff because they're spectacular. So I have taken everything from as a non-commissioned officer in a private <laughs> to a major to, to make this work, planning and budgeting, meeting people, you know, I'm doing follow-ups with an office visit. Thank you for your time. <laughs> uh, on this date, I came in and requesting requesting to see them. You know, hello, I'm, I'm interested in an office call. I learned that in the army. <laughs> So in mm -hmm, transition, mm -hmm. I have used every let I pull. I pull from my cool toolkit, my kickback, my rucksack. <laughs> I use all them tools. They spent that good money. Like example, the army sent me to expand to graduate school and I used my GI bill and got a master's. So I, all of them tools that I was given, I utilize them now. 
even down to search the good stuff. You know, I don't know if everybody been in one of them classes, but some bases you have to go through. Mm -hmm. You got MRT train. Yeah, <laughs> I, 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 I'm an eight Romeo, so I know. <laughs> I, believe in it. I believe in resilience training. And sometimes I have to take myself through a class and be like, okay, this happened and it was horrible, was tragic. I got to search the good stuff in this in order to fight depression, you know, in order to fight anxiety. Um, and one of the other tools you learn in, as a commander is type, don't send. And <laughs> <laughs> visit. Because I had some business hiccups and I mean, I went in like, okay, what would he have told Lieutenant Ford to do, Captain Ford to do? Revisit that email or sometimes just say the answer is okay. You know, you can see someone, you don't have to respond to everything. Mm. And all that came from the United States Army. <laughs> so, so along your journey, I'm sure you learned a lot of lessons um, in the military, in the business, but like, as you've been running your business, what are some of the key lessons that you've learned that you can share with us? Oh, key lessons learning in business. Um, surround yourself with like-minded people. They don't have to be in the same industry you are, um, but like-minded people because when you're drained and you feel like you can't go, sometimes you can't kick yourself but an inspirational word that comes from someone else and will be will do just that. I put myself in a group, actually it's run by one of the soldiers that was in my brigade when I was a brigade XO. And she has a circle of masterminds with 14 um, African-American women entrepreneurs. And we meet every Tuesday from 9-11, like we have in, training meeting <laughs> and we hold each other accountable and support. And um, so I learned to stay in those type of groups and um, also research before you involve yourself with someone that involves your company, whether it's making a purchase. In the army, we get three estimates <laughs> and you got to justify that you want it. Don't just jump at it because you think somebody interest is yours. I mean, because you can be had for a thousand or four thousand dollars. I, I am living proof. And that hurts a pocket as a new business owner, because I'm running everything from my pocket. So be slow to jump at somebody that wants to help you or take a deal, because they probably gonna make money and you're not gonna get what you needed. And um, like-minded like like-minded people they don't have to be the same people they they don't got to be the same color um but if they can be it's beautiful to be in a circle of african-american military women that are entrepreneurs it's spectacular it's great to be with veterans growing america with other veterans and so that has given me my army back that's given me my my company and my platoon and the camaraderie. And so that that's what I would say would be the biggest 
my two largest things, like-minded people and get three quotes. <laughs> Check them out. Because if it's too good to be true and they, they jump in at you, it probably is. And you 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 can't trust everybody because the thing the difference is it's your money and you're banking on that. That means something don't happen when you lose that money. No, that's huge. That's huge. You had me over here writing stuff down. So that that's amazing stuff. So tell us about your future plans and goals and your continued involvement in the veteran community. How are you going to use where you're going right now to help you in the future? And then as far as being involved in the veteran community, how, how is all of that going to work together for you? So with Revive Beauty, we're not saying someone's not beautiful. We're saying sometimes we need support with reviving what we've already had. So with the mission of giving veteran women back hairstyle versatility so that they can, I give them back the hairstyle versatility so they can focus more on their health. Now, where I would like to go is that they don't even have to come to me. Come on if you want to, <laughs> but I'm to educate them that this is available. It Because what's not happening is the dermatologist isn't informing us, the primary care doctor isn't informing us, and it's just not news. And then there are some companies that are out there to take advantage because, oh, military dollar. And I'm about hairstyle versatility and camaraderie. And that's my purpose. I live nicely as a retired major. <laughs> so with growing my business, it allows me to donate more to women that don't qualify and have the healthcare benefits because how you feel about yourself or how you look can alter everything around you. You know, you can you can be great, you know, as a doctor, as whoever you are, there's something about when you feel good about yourself. When you feel good, you look good. Don't get me into Coach Prime. They pay good. <laughs> I'm from Colorado. Stand up, represent. Yes. Um, so to take it to growth further will be will allow me to empower my nonprofit, which is Revive Battle Buddy Beauty, so that I can support women out there that don't have the insurance, but they're doing great things. You know, someone that's in college or uh, running a family, and it will lead me to be able to give them makeovers. That's no cost to them. That's what makes me feel good. No, that's amazing. And we really want to want to thank you. Thank you so much for joining the show. Truly appreciate you sharing um, your passion, inspiration, and just your journey with us. Um, Donnell, man, you, you always got the best guests. I, I, I really appreciate you always reaching out and getting the best guests, man. Um, but what we'll do is close out here. Um, my, I, I want to thank my co-host, Donnell Johns, Miss well, Tanya you. Ford. Uh, thank you again. And what we'll do is we'll close out this. All you got to do is shop, shop baby. baby. Shop, baby. <laughs> yeah, veterans Growing America. Yeah. Yeah. If it can save my life, <laughs> it can grow America. And because of Veterans Growing America, I am growing in a new season. 
I went from being a caterpillar to a butterfly. So I'm ready. That's because you love it. Yeah. She's in business for herself, but not by herself. Turning her purpose into purpose and her purpose into prosperity. Let's grow, baby.